Welcome to the Extra Pass podcast presented by Melbourne United. I'm your host, Ben Hopkins, joined as always by my co-host, Adam Ballinger. Balls, how are you? Oh, good to be back, Ben. I, I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for having me back. It is. Yeah, it's quite an opportunity for you. You know, you really... 12 you, in a row. Yeah. I've been on for 12 in a row. 12 in, it's yeah. impressive, if yeah, anything. Thank you. Thanks. And we're joined here by a very special guest, returning Melbourne United superstar, Matthew Delvadova. Delhi, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. No, thanks for coming on the podcast, especially on a, a special day for you on your birthday. Happy birthday, mate. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, what's it been like making this transition back to Melbourne? Obviously, you spent the last year in the NBA and back here in Australia. What, what's the past few months been like? Uh, it's been busy, but uh, good fun to be back. Uh, spending a lot of time with family. Um, just, you know, getting the house set up, getting the family settled in, kids into different activities, and um, it's been really good. What uh, What are the things that you miss most while you're in America? Uh, I mean, outside of family, um, that's, that's a big, a, that's a big one. Yeah. yeah. That, that's the <laughs> obvious one. That's it. You got to say yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and that's, yeah, kind of a given, but, uh, I would say the food and coffee, um, and then the footy went to the footy last night, pretty good win for the pies. So I was happy with that. Is that your team? Who won Collingwood? Yeah. Right? That, is that your team? Yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. We won't talk. We get in trouble for talking too much footy on this. No, it's fine. People love (laughs) because the footy talk. Yeah, Balls knows. Well, he's been here twenty years. Yeah, I know a little bit. I know more than the average American, but I don't know a lot. I think you're uh, not an average American. You're an Australian. That's true. I'm not average either. Yeah, above (laughs) average. I have a theory that ruckmen are overrated. (laughs) Bad theory. Uh. They're pretty important. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, I thought in that Collingwood game, I thought Coxie did a great job. I thought he He did. Your fellow American. Yeah, I know. I, it just shows you. Should be you, supporting yeah. the players. Well, maybe a team will get me in. For he's, a, he's a bomber's man. Yeah, I'm a bomber's guy. We haven't been good since I got indoctrinated into the team or like into the fandom. I was going to say, have they won a finals game since you've did, been here? Well, I got here in 2003. Didn't they win? 2000. Oh, two, <laughs> so no. Yeah. No. <laughs> When you talk about the food you miss, I think of sort of uniquely Australian foods like meat pies and stuff like that. Is it as simple as you just, when you get back here, you just love a meat pie or something like that? Uh, I try to stay away from the meat pies. <laughs> I was going to say, it doesn't look like uh, he eats many meat pies. Just a lot of steak. But um, <laughs> I think just some of the freshness of the food and uh, just a lot of the different cafes um, can always get avocado toast, which is a bit of a staple. Um and just just fresh, healthy food is probably more accessible here. Well, you, you got a coffee there. You're a big coffee guy? I am. So what I, – I like coffee too, but I don't know the differences. I, I'm a Nescafe 43 blend every morning, 43 perfectly blended beans. <laughs> <laughs> but what what's – how can you tell like this is good coffee? Like is it, do you have your coffee black or like uh, – Yeah, I have my coffee black. Um Long blacks or ice long blacks, hopefully when the weather gets a little bit warmer, uh, more consistently. Um, but I just like more Sumatra-type beans. Yeah, see, no, not know. like fruity uh, okay. types of coffee beans. Yeah. Did it take a while to get that palate or have you always <laughs> been a coffee guy? Uh, probably took a little while. Um, when I was in Cleveland, um, I did like a little coffee – deal and part of it i got to test out different blends and make my own blend so i learned a lot through that process about roasting and got to go in there so that was pretty cool yeah the midwest isn't not known for their coffee like melbourne is at all 
not publicly known, <laughs> but there is a lot of good coffee oh, is spots. There really? Yeah, there is in Cleveland and Milwaukee. Yeah. Nice. Well, yeah, shout out to my partner, Elle. She's just come around on her. She gets an ice long black with a splash of milk. So might might be the go-to when summer comes. Definitely. <laughs> you can drink a lot more coffee when it's uh, summer and it's just iced. Yeah. Well, you talk about the good coffee in Melbourne. We're so excited to have you back here at United. Can you talk a bit about what brought you back here and how excited you are for this season? Yeah. I mean, I love my time here two years ago. It was a lot of fun. Um, great group of guys. I felt like uh, I got better, you know, by playing a lot more than I had uh, the previous year. Um, the physios and, and weight staff really helped get me back healthy and feeling strong and feeling good again. And um, yeah, I, I wanted to come back and, and do a similar thing. This time my body feels great. I feel like I'm in a much better spot, um, but wanted to come back play a lot um and and really get ready and have a crack uh for the olympics yeah i was gonna say you're looking swole like you're looking big coming back was that a, <laughs> is that something you identified just like oh I, I, did you want to get bigger or uh well it's funny i've actually got leaner um <laughs> but um yeah like I've, i'm a lot lighter and a lot quicker um which yeah just kind of takes pressure off your knees and ankles and um yeah have have been working really hard uh in the off season and then um just eating a lot of steak <laughs> and um that that's helped a lot as well so an all an all steak well probably steak not all coffee. steak steak, <laughs> steak coffee, coffee that's how you that's how you become an elite <laughs> guard if you're listening young basketball players steak Think, Black coffee and yeah, avocado toast. I think I could do that. That's a heck of a diet. You also have to work out a bit, though, too, don't you? Yeah, I mean, obviously you have to work out a ton, but you can't. You really can't outwork a bad diet, and um, you need you need proper fuel so you can work really hard and recover and have your have your muscles rebuild. And um, I think I've always constantly tried to, um, you know, experiment and see what works for me and. Um, yeah, avocado toast for breakfast has always been one that that's worked for me. So that's been the last six or seven years. Um, and then yeah, just figuring out lunch and and dinner around it. But um, have experimented with a lot more steak uh, this summer and have felt the, you know the best I've felt. I've I've got lighter, feel stronger, uh, recover better. So it's been good. When you talk about getting leaner, was that something that you identified in the off season or is that something that, you know, maybe came up when you were back in the NBA? Um, no, it's just something I identified. I think, um, for me, I've, I've always been strong as a guard. Um, I don't feel like I need to get stronger to, to defend that position. But I think if, if I can get quicker, it just helps, um, obviously defensively, but also getting by people, uh, in transition, getting into the lane. So, um, wanted to yeah experiment a bit more with that see um, yeah how far I could go with that and so far I, I feel like it's it's been really beneficial yeah and obviously you're saying you're feeling good and you, you're feeling physically at, at near your best um, can you talk a bit about I guess what fans might expect from you on the court when when they see this I guess new version of Delhi in, in Melbourne United uniform um, <clears throat> yeah uh, probably yeah, uh, I would say I I can get to the rim a bit more, get get in the lane. Um, yeah, my legs feel 
a lot stronger um, and just having played more consistent basketball over the last two years versus coming in. I'd missed some time uh, two years ago and was kind of trying to get back on. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to, to get going and um, get the season started. Yeah, well, I want to talk a bit about uh, how you fit into this group and your thoughts on the group we put together after the break. Melbourne United memberships are on sale now. Lock in your seat for the most exciting show in Australian sport and guarantee you're there for every highlight across this next season. To find out more, go to membership.melbourneutd.com.au. And we're back on the Extra Pass podcast presented by Melbourne United with our special guest, Matthew Delavadova. Delhi, talk a bit about this group that we've put together. It's obviously, it's a stacked group, a lot of talent, a lot of guys that were here from your last stint, but walk me through your excitement to get to take the court with these guys. Uh, I'm really excited and I think, um, you know, Dean and the club recruit great people and that's part of why I had so much fun here two years ago and um, why, why I think Melbourne United has been so successful over a long period of time and um, I think it just makes it enjoyable to come in each day and, and work hard and get better and you have guys that, yeah, re- really want to do that to uh, better the team but better their individual games so they can go on to, um, you know, continue to improve as well. So we've got a great mix of, you know, young, hungry guys coming in, veterans that know how to play and have, you know, tasted a lot of success. So, um, and, you know, obviously Joe coming back and and me coming back, um, there's kind of inbuilt chemistry there with CG and Chile and Newells and, um, guys that have, have been here before. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And one of those guys that you didn't mention, but obviously oh, was Big here. A. And Big A, of course. <laughs> How exciting is it to have a, a lob threat like Big A, especially now that he's healthy again? Yeah. And uh, I don't know many people that get more explosive um, after injury, but <laughs> it, it's been impressive because he must have been working really hard, um, you know, obviously with the physios and, and weights coaches here. And, um, yeah, I think he's really improved and I think his talk has, has got better as well. Um, and, yeah, he's been showing more things in the post. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to trying to throw him as many lobs as I can this year. We yeah. did a we did a game time yesterday where we go to a school and had that all-day thing with clinics and stuff and the players show up at the end and he showed up and he's got Crocs on. I'm like, <laughs> oh, he's not going to go too hard. He's not very, He's not into this. And the start of the game, he's and he dunked the ball like twenty five times. He, he was dunking on second graders, third graders. It didn't matter. And he was like, "I was like, be careful," you know. What I mean? He was like windmilling, catching alley oops. He was loving it. The kids would have been loving it as well. Kids though. were loving it, but I mean, it's impressive. I mean, it's so easy for him to get up. And in Crocs aren't the best basketball shoes, and it's outside. So uh, to see what he can do on an actual court, you know, with actual shoes on, will be. Uh, pretty amazing. Were you keeping stats? Did you? How many points did he have? No. Oh, he had a lot of points. Um, <laughs> I think he shot a hundred percent too. Um, I was. I'm the kind of the referee, but I just stand aside and let him go. I don't want to be the show, you know. <laughs> well, uh, obviously, you've touched on some of the guys that you're familiar with coming back. We've got a, a lot of new guys, a lot of young talent coming in. Can you talk a bit about who's impressed so far in, with your time back at United? Yeah, no. Um, I know I know. it's always hard to pick one person, but you don't have to pick <laughs> one. Talk about how impressive they all are if you want. Yeah, uh, I, they've, 
they're a bunch of workers and um, they've, they've been putting in the, the time each day and um, obviously Trip was here last time but it's been good to get to know uh, Bloggy and TK. Um, you know, they've got some good chemistry from, from playing at Sandy together and I think getting the experience playing in those games against Tassie was, was really good for them. Um, they both know how to play the game and, and work hard. Um, Flynn is a strong, big, strong guard. Um, yeah, can kind of create space and, and finish around the rim and has a nice mid-range as well. Yeah, what about some of the, obviously, two guys you didn't mention, but Tanner, KB, a couple of St. Mary's boys. What's that <laughs> connection been like? Uh, it's been great. The, the more gales, the better. Um, <laughs> I think uh, I, I probably know KB more from just playing pickup with, with the St. Mary's boys the last couple of years. And um, yeah, I've, I've got to know him and he, he's and have talked to Coach Bennett about him a lot. And um, Coach Bennett just rates him so highly as, as a person, as a leader, as a competitor. And you, you've seen what he's done um you know in his college career and how important he was was to the team there and i think he's made um his presence and leadership felt here as well and uh he, he just brings it every day every possession he's always talking um and and competing at a high level and i think that raises everyone's level around them uh and then tanner um can really shoot it uh he, he's impressed me with how he can put put the ball on the floor as well and and get to the rim um really good defender um competes hard as well and and just another smart player who who knows how to play the game so you said you you train uh, or scrimmage back at saint mary's in the, in the summers is that something you've always done uh when yeah the like whenever when the around. season yeah yeah you know when i have time you know not with national team or yeah. playoffs and things like that so um yeah, spend a bit of time close to there. My wife's from near there, so uh, it's pretty handy to be able to go and play some quality five-on-five. Five. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do a lot of guys come back? A lot of the St. Mary's guys come back every summer and, and get good runs? Uh, yeah, yeah. Guys will come back and play. Um, so there'll be an alumni team that's trying to get some wins versus uh, the young yeah. boys that are running plays and – uh, but it's it's good. It's competitive. People play hard, play the right way. Um, so it's it's good quality runs. Yeah, you talk about playing hard. It seems like St. Mary's just produces guys who just work their asses off constantly. Is that something that even from when you were there was just instilled in, in that's just the St. Mary's style? Yeah, yeah. And I think Coach Bennett, you know, firstly recruits players that are workers and want to get better and work hard um but then the culture there is just you know you you put in the work you're getting extra shots you're you know going hard in weights conditioning uh watching game tape um and i think when you're surrounded by people that are you know trying to get better and and putting in that effort and the extra work um it, it's contagious and uh, everyone's trying to be the hardest worker there, uh, we, which is a great culture to have and part of why St. Mary's has been so successful for such a long time, which is pretty rare in college basketball to have this kind of sustained success. Mm, you talk about, I guess, that hardworking culture. It's something that you've made your career on just outworking people and you know hustling and playing lockdown defense, all that sort of stuff. Where I guess might be a, a difficult question, but where did that sort of style 
of play come from? Was that something that, you know, country basketball just brought that out of you when you were younger or? Uh, I guess, I don't know. Uh, it's probably a question for my mum and dad, but <laughs> um, for as long as I can remember, uh, it's always been that way and I've always been uh, super competitive, whether it's basketball, footy, soccer, tennis, um, board games and um, I'm doing everything I can to try to win or help my team win and whether it's, you know, I was taking charges in under 12s, under 14s, um, you know, diving on the floor and that's just all I've ever known. So um, I think that's just kind of how I am. <laughs> you talk about competitive in board games. I'm not sure if you'd remember. It was two, It was your first year here or your last year here. Um, it was the first road trip I ever came on and I sort of didn't really know. I didn't, I haven't flown around lots in my life, so I didn't really know what to do. I was sort of sitting around. I was sitting near yourself, DB, Chris, and I think Mason, you were all playing Monopoly Snap or Monopoly Go or whatever. Yeah. And and I was just sitting there, I was like, oh, I'll just follow these guys. Whenever these guys get up, we'll, we'll need to go. And I was just sort of sitting, sort of sitting. And then over the loudspeaker, they called all of our names because our flight was leaving in about five minutes. And we all had to rush to, I think we are flying to Adelaide, we all had to rush to the terminal. So you guys were pretty locked in on that game. Yeah, and all of those guys are very competitive guys and – I think they were hustling me to start with because they had all played a lot before and I uh, I was, you know, I was just getting into it and learning the rules. So I picked up a couple more wins as the season went on, but uh, it was a rough start. <laughs> well, I want to get into a bit more about your time here after the break when we get to Fast Five with Balls. Want to stay up to date with everything happening in Melbourne United? Download the Melbourne United app today. Filled with videos, audio and articles about your favourite team. It's the one-stop shop for everything Melbourne United. Download the Melbourne United app via the App Store on iOS or the Google Play Store on Android. And we're back on the Extra Pass podcast and it's time for Fast Five with Balls. Ready? This is Fast Five with Balls. Been waiting for this the whole time. Now we're on to the, uh, the fun stuff. Yeah, they're hard-hitting, so I hope you're ready. All right, Deli, here we go. Uh, in Sacktown, did you call it Sacktown or Sacramento? Is it Sacktown like a... A tourist thing no one there actually calls it sack town uh i just called it sacramento yeah or sack i think everyone on the outside calls it sack town but that's what i'll call it in sack town <laughs> did you ever personally get a light the beam like push the but was it a button or a crank or yeah, a, it was a button i i didn't so oh, you still, didn't get to still on my bucket list <laughs> um and then to follow on there more serious question what was it like to be like a uh, not a veteran because you're not, you're not that old yet, but to be like a, the, one of the older people in that locker room and to kind of be a, a leader w with all those young guys. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, we had a great group that um, similar to here, a lot of hard workers, guys played together. Um, you know, the expectations going into the season weren't as high on the outside as a, what we had internally. And mm -hmm. um it was a lot of fun to pick up some momentum and really play fast, share the ball, um, and just have a good vibe around the, the whole city. Yeah, it looked fun from the outside looking in. It looked yeah. like a fun team. Those crowds, they seemed like they were just going crazy. I guess it's been a long time since they've seen winning basketball. 
Yeah, and they're super passionate fans um, and, and that's part of what made it so fun was you, you could really feel their energy and excitement as even from the preseason games. Uh, it was really loud in there and um, yeah, obviously in the, the first time in the playoffs, I think in 16 years and um, yeah, that, that were going nuts. Okay, Bitcoin. You're into Bitcoin. Is it just Bitcoin or is it all what's the term oh i'm not i'm not crypto. that guy crypto is it all uh, crypto is it bitcoin bitcoin only um if you know you're concerned about inflation or yeah so yeah what got what got you into that and and, and why i guess uh so when covid hit um my teammates and i were in a group chat everyone started day trading stocks on robin hood uh i was messing around with options bet on the market to go up after it had bottomed out, uh, made some money. Um, then it kept going up, which didn't make sense to me when no one was working. So yeah. <laughs> I, I bet on it to go down, got crushed within a couple of days, quickly sold and broke even and was left with the question, why is the stock market going up when, when no one's working? Uh, in the US, I, I didn't know that the government could print money. Um, and once... Yeah, I learned that. I thought inflation would happen. This is 2020. Uh, so I looked into inflation hedges, um, had a little bit of real estate, looked into gold. And when I was looking into gold, I found Bitcoin. So uh, for the last three plus years, I've been learning as much as I can about it. And um, I think it's going to be important for, for everyone to learn about it at some point. Um, but yeah, the main things that Bitcoin, not crypto, uh, there's only 21 million uh, yeah, coins. You I don't have to get yeah. a full one. Like you can yeah. get $5, $10. Um, and it's uh, a solution to um, the broken money we have uh, right now. Uh, Hamish and Andy bought a Bitcoin. <laughs> That's where I first heard of it. And then <laughs> it went up to like, you know, they bought it, went up to, and they can't find the code. Are you an idiot? <laughs> so they can't find the code and they, they've got all this money locked in and they legitimately can't, can't get the money. All of your codes. Yeah. Are in you a got safe the place. codes. Are you, in, are you worried about losing those? Uh, I'm not. I'm okay. not. There, there's, uh, yeah, a lot of different custody options, multi-sig and, and different things, uh, these days, but, um, definitely important thing to learn about if, you know, you're concerned about inflation or house prices being out of control and things like that. You're like that guy in that movie. You know that movie? You That's know so non-specific. The, yeah, the, yeah, the Big Short? Yeah, the Big Short. I watch it. Big Short fan? I am. I watch yeah. it every yeah. two to three months. I was going to say, you're like the guy that knew that everything was going to crash. It's a good movie. Well, nice. when, when the podcast really takes off and Balls and I are multi-millionaires, we'll come to you for Bitcoin advice. Yeah, what to do with it. <laughs> or NFTs. I get asked all the time to do NFTs because on Twitter and stuff. Because art, my art. I've yeah. never, I've never, I just don't understand them. I just keep saying no, probably a bad idea. <laughs> um, okay, next up. Oh, did you say that you're the healthiest guy on the team, like number one healthiest guy on the team, like top to bottom, as far as like what you eat, you know, you're like. Uh, <laughs> I, you, with some of the new guys, I gotta, I gotta talk to them and see where they're at with things. But um, if, if, there is someone. I mean, I'd definitely pick their brain and yeah, ask them no, questions. I say but yes. I say definitely. Yeah, I but, think I've got it pretty dialed in at at this point. But I'm still 
learning more learning, and get, yeah. getting better, uh, which is fun. Is it a portion thing? Like is uh, I'm terrible with portions because I just eat until I can't eat anymore, which is <laughs> not good, but that was growing up in an Italian family. So it was just... <laughs> It was just you have to just keep eating until there's nothing left. But um, like is it for you, is it like, okay, I'm every night or every day I'm going to eat this much of this and this much of this and this much of this? Uh, it's not super precise like that. Um, I think for me, especially when I was uh, eating, you know, just a ton of steak, um, it's more just when you have your carbs, when you have your protein, um, things like that. So before training is more important to, to have more carbohydrates so you got energy to burn. Um, but then, yeah, after practice and at, at night have have more protein, less carbs because, you know, I, I don't really need them. So, um, and, yeah, I think if you're eating protein or, you know, steaks or meat or cheese or things like that you can eat to your full and it's not really gonna um be a be a negative really cheese even yeah dang that's good well, like a lot just of pro protein and fats well that's so. good because i love cheese <laughs> no, that's good <laughs> yeah try that <laughs> all right what sunshine steak and grounding what, what does that mean that's what i've been really focusing on this uh off season um and it's helped me feel you know, great uh, steak, you know, we've talked yeah, about a lot. Recovered steak. Yeah. yeah. Sunshine, uh, is that the literal just being out in the sun? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's important to get morning sunlight in your eyes, like um, for your circadian rhythm uh, and it'll help protect your skin more, you know, if, if you get sun early in the morning. Really? To Yeah. If you, I'm not saying go lay out in the sun for like three <laughs> hours and get cooked in, in summer, but um, I think it's really important to get, get sunshine on, on your body as well. You obviously don't want to burn, but, um, and then grounding is just getting barefoot on the grass, on the sand. And I told you that's what it is. Yeah. I don't know well, why I said we, the we, same thing the other day. I'm like, you got, why aren't you wearing shoes? She's like, I'm grounding. I'm grounding. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, I, I had no idea what that <laughs> Yeah. You're walking around with bare feet, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's something that. I've always liked to do, but I've really tried to do more of it this uh, this off season, especially post workouts, just to kind of kickstart the recovery process. Does it have to be on grass or sand or dirt, or can it be on like concrete or carpet? Is that? I don't think it, I don't think it works on concrete or carpet <laughs> or things like that. I think dirt, something, something grass, natural. Sand, yeah, it has yeah, to be natural. Yeah. So not the basketball court. No, nah, like I don't think that's going to yeah. work. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we are on, on to number four. Okay, uh, okay. What's it like to be like a cult hero? I would say you're a true cult hero, like a like world renowned. Does that annoy you? <laughs> to, to me, I think you are. Does that annoy you, or does that is something that is like a kind of a cool title to have? Or because you could see, I could see two sides of it. It's like a cool thing to be known as, or maybe you don't feel you are. I don't know. But the other part of it is like it might take away from like the incredible like journey you've been on and the the career that you have and are still having the crazy things that you've done to people to like, like distill that down to being a cult hero. Do you know what I mean? Uh, you mean like, like in Cleveland or I just think in the, in not here necessarily, maybe in America, maybe with people that don't know as much about the NBA, but I've, I've heard about you. Um, you know, like, I, I don't know. I, what does that mean to you? What does cult hero mean to you? And do you think that's BS? Maybe? Uh, I mean, 
it's I've never really thought about it. Oh, really? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a new question. Um, it's good if we're asking new questions. I'm sure yeah. you've been asked a lot of questions over your career. I've been asked a lot of questions, a lot the same, but uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it's cool that people, um, yeah, have some memory of you playing somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I think it's cool as hell. I mean, I'd love to be a cult hero. Um, you know, like Joe Burrow is like one of you, is a huge fan of you. He's just today, he's the highest paid. I saw that. <laughs> highest paid NFL player of all time, right? Yeah. And As yeah, congrats today. to him. That, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, that's incredible to me. So there's the connection. If you could talk to Joe and get maybe we can get him on. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably pretty busy now that the season started. But may, maybe yeah, but if you call him, if you call him, he, we might have an in. <laughs> all right. Last one. Okay. Mary Burrow. Not necessarily a basketball hotbed. Okay, we talked about it a little bit. Do you think, how much do you think that growing up in a town like that helped your career? Or I think, <laughs> tell me if I'm wrong, you could have born, been born anywhere. And like the, well, I mean, just like, you know, it's it's not where you're born. It's not necessarily being a country kid. That's probably helped a little bit, but like your work ethic, you know, the you know, your abilities and all that kind of stuff probably will have developed no matter where you're from. Maybe Maryborough won't want to hear this. <laughs> but how how much do you think that had a that played into your your career and your where you're at now? And do you think I don't know? That's kind of a weird question, isn't it? I'm talking myself into a corner. Or do you think you could have been born like what if you were born in I don't know Bondi Beach? You think you'd be the same person? Um, that's an interesting one I haven't had before either. Um, Good job, balls. Uh, yeah, yeah. I dug deep on these. I'm, <laughs> I'm actually going to need to take a nap after this. <laughs> I think. I think it definitely helped. Um, small country town, but everyone loves sport. There's been a lot of great sports people um, from Maryborough. And um, I think a cool thing that everyone plays every sport um, yeah, in yeah, Maryborough. Yeah. Whereas nowadays, I, I don't think kids, e even in Australia, um, they like specialize a lot sooner. And I think there's a lot of studies that show that playing different sports um, when you're younger up until, you know, 12, 14 uh, is really good for your athletic development because your body's moving in, in different movement patterns. And um, so I was lucky I didn't have to specialize as soon and I got to play footy, soccer, tennis, um, field hockey. Um, and I think like just finding ways to win in other sports um, is a good thing to good skill to, to work on. Um, I remember we would go away on family holidays um, to tennis tournaments and I would walk out um, to play tennis with my tennis racket and water bottle and I'd be playing against some kids from Melbourne who tennis was their sport that have the bag with two or three rackets in there <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I was like I'm I'm gonna beat you <laughs> <laughs> and you know sometimes I I got the better of them and that really I guess satisfied me because I could find a way to win even though it wasn't my sport but um you know I had a lot of mates that were really good at sport and um really good at soccer footy uh and and tennis and so competing against them in in those um different sports I think was great for for my athletic development in in general so there was that aspect and then um I obviously wouldn't, wouldn't have 
being able to go anywhere with my career unless my parents were willing to drive me around the countryside. And I think that's something that I've always really appreciated, but now having two kids myself and um, it's just incredible what they were able to do for myself and my sisters um, after work, driving us to Bendio three or four nights a week, Melbourne every second week, uh, tournaments on the weekends. And I think knowing even like when you're younger, if we're driving the car an hour to go to training in Bendio, um, I'm not going to waste a training session or a game um, because we're, it's an hour there, it's an hour back. I'm not going to waste my time, but I'm also not going to waste my mom and dad's time by not going as hard as I can or trying to get the most out of a, a tournament on the weekend because I know they, they sacrifice a lot for, for me and my sisters as well. That's a great answer. So I think it does matter that you're from... I think that definitely helped in your development. Probably, I can attest. I got kids driving around. I don't have to drive them that far. It's so <laughs> annoying. <laughs> every night, every weekend, we gotta drive to this place, that place. You're just a taxi. <laughs> Not getting paid for it either. Costs you money. <laughs> which of those non-basketball sports did you like the most, and which potentially were you the best at? Um, I really liked them all. Um. And it's funny, like basketball was always number one and uh, I always wanted to be a basketball player and, you know, represent Australia and play in the NBA. Um, but I always loved, yeah, playing playing the other sports, whether it was tennis in the summer, soccer, more soccer in the winter. Um, yeah, so it was just different aspects of, of the different sports that I liked, so... Um. Yeah, it was. It was. I you know had had a great time growing up in Maryborough, and um, it was a lot of fun. What position did you play in soccer? Striker? Nah, midfield. Wanted to be involved in the action. Yeah. Same same with footy, and pretty much same with hockey. A little bit on the wing in hockey. Yeah, yeah no. there's a lot of sports. Did you pick up pickleball at all in America? Because of tennis, <laughs> pickleball. <laughs> I've never played. I've seen people play though. I've it's played, huge. It's it's got massive. I've played a couple times, but um, just I was just 100 basketball this summer. No, uh, no, no, no golf. No, no, no time no, for pickleball. No, no pickleball. Nothing, no yeah. tennis. No golf even. <laughs> no, nah, I was locked in. <laughs> Very nice. I'm nice done. fast five. That's balls. it. That's all five. A very slow fast five. Well, <laughs> good question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got through it. Well, Deli, thanks so much for coming on the podcast, especially on your birthday. We really appreciate you making the time, and we can't wait for September 28, round one, to see you on the court. John Kane Arena at a what's already a near sold-out crowd. So thanks so much for the time, mate. Thanks for having me.